0: We had a really great trip, as you can probably see. I want to really thank Molly Watkins. She put that together. A couple people shot it. I know she shot it and Andrew shot it, but it's a fantastic video. Uh, And that was all from this this trip. So uh, we've got a few people who are going to give testimony. Uh, Micaiah, if you'll go ahead and come forward. Um, Just open up your hearts. Uh, God wants to speak through each of these words. We will overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. This is Micaiah Veal.
1: First off, I'm just, I'm just thankful to be able to be here today uh, with all y'all. And this has become really my favorite part about every mission trip is coming back home and getting to share uh, what we've experienced with our family here. Uh, and also, when you do, you kind of realize things that you didn't really realize when you were there in the middle of it because you get that time to look back and, and, and then I'll, you'll be just sharing with everybody up here and be like, whoa, where did that come from? And God would be like, that's me. You didn't see that while you were there. So I had to bring it out now. Uh, My trip really started uh, before we got to Mexico uh, in Dallas with uh, about a year and a half ago, I ended up mysteriously kind of sort of moving to Texas for about two months. And uh, I got to hang out with my family who was there, and uh, we lived with them while we were there. And uh, they were asking questions, how are y'all doing, all that and uh and, and it, it was very much needed cuz i would not spoken to them before that and uh we got we got to reconnect and and uh a lot of good came from that uh but anyways we we got to the children's home and uh i felt like nothing was different because that in a good way because we're so familiar with it it's like welcome back you're home again i mean i mean really that that place does feel like home to to all of us who who've been there at least once at least and uh some some more than others but uh, we we started working, and uh, this trip was a lot different from every other one I experienced. And and I was pre- while I was here preparing and, and praying, God was telling me He was like, "I got a lot more for you this time. Uh, get ready for it, cause uh, it's coming whether you're ready or not." And I was like, "Okay." Uh, and while we were there, one night Isaac was uh, we were up in the room worshiping and and. The uh, Isaac was like, if you've got a word for somebody, come forward and tell him. And uh, there was another group there with us from uh, out near Memphis, Tennessee, their church. And uh, the youth, pa- <laughs> the youth pastor from their church came up to me and just said something real personal. It, I mean, it, it, there was no way it, it couldn't have been straight from the Lord Himself. And and my best friend Garrett looked at me because he knew, and he was like, "Did you t- talk to him? Did, did, how, how does he know that?" And I. And I was like, no, I've not said a word to him. And so uh, one one day after we were doing work in the, for the school, uh, we had, Isaac gave us an hour. And he said, uh, you can do whatever you want, but if you're going to take a nap, you need to go read your Bible first. So I went back to the room, and I read my Bible because I hadn't yet that day. And I was like, okay, I get to take a nap. All right, this will be great. And God goes, no, you don't. And I was like. Okay, whatever. All right. And so uh, he said, I want you to go outside, and I want you to find me. And I said, okay. So I got out, and I started walking around, and uh, I looked at the very first place I had experienced God at that place. It was this big field, and there's, like, factories behind it, and there's this fence. And, uh, and he was like, all right, keep keep looking. Because uh, sometimes we try and experience God in the same ways, and uh it's kind of like we're going to him expecting it, but he's got it. You you can't, you can't repeatedly do the exact same thing because God wants to move in so many different ways in our lives. And so uh, I kept looking around and for about five minutes, there was not a single inch of the grounds there that I did not remember experiencing god in some way shape or form and he's like my point to you is i'm in everything i'm in everything that you do i'm in every single moment of your life and and that just blew me away uh before that uh i was before we went on the trip i had been feeling kind of alone lately and uh while we were there i mean we all know a lot of the things that we've been taught while we were young but he really, truly let me know you're never alone, and I'm with you always. And before, I kind of knew that, but now I, I for sure feel it every single second, and it's, it's incredible. And so uh, the, the biggest thing that happened was while I was out there looking and, and seeing uh, everywhere that I had experienced God, he was like, all right, now you can go back to your room. So like, all right, now I get to go take my nap. And uh, Sam McLeod comes up to me, and he goes, hey. I have something for you. And uh, previous to this, last year, when we came back from Mexico, uh, Tink had put on a sermon series by Andy Stanley in the car, and it was about uh, relationships and dating. And and, uh, while I listened to it, I was like, okay, I don't want to listen to this sermon series. I'm I'm good with girls. I know what I'm doing. And uh, (laughs) no, no. Uh, But (laughs) while, while he was talking... I realized he knew what he was talking about. And so uh, I was like, I can see this in in my friends' relationships, in a few of mine, in my parents, in my grandparents. So if, I mean, this this is all real. What? How do you fix it? And, and he was like, don't date for an entire year. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. That's just stupid. That's going to set me back farther from my goals where I want to be at. And uh, And finally, he was like, if you really, truly want to change this, Take a year off, and so me and a couple other people in the van were like yeah we're we're not we're going to take this year, we're going to take it serious and in that year, I grew so much it it's crazy to look back and see the way that i that I treated women and and all that and uh Sam comes up to me and he says the part partly is the same of what the other youth pastor had told me, but he said it, the person that you have been striving to not be like, and all the lies of the enemy that he has been telling you who you are, everything that that you've been fighting so hard because because you think that you're some sort of messed up person, it's not true. God sees you as pure and righteous and holy, and and that blew me away. That's it. <laughs>
0: This is Gabby Exley.
2: Hey. (laughs) Okay. uh, Before I went to Mexico, one thing that God was kind of working on me with was my friendships and my relationships with people because for some reason, it felt like I was kind of by myself. Like, a lot of my friends just kind of left the picture, and I didn't know why. I didn't know if I was, if it was something I did, or if I was just not good with people. I don't know. I never knew what was going on, and I was trying to figure out, oh, I've got to, I've got to figure out how I'm going to fix this. I'm going to make all these relationships okay, and God was like, no, you need to give this to me, and so when we get to Mexico, I just kept dealing with it and being like, okay, God, I'm just going to hand this over to you, and you're going to work it out, you know? And so I handed it over to him, and then later on that week, we're having encouragement for the girls. Like, it's all the girls together, and they'd have one girl go up, and everyone would give words of encouragement. And so um, one of my friends that I I wasn't sure what was going on, if we were okay, she, she, come, up, she come up to me, and she was saying that if I hadn't been patient and just let... God work and just push through, then she wouldn't have gotten through what she was going through, and that we were gonna be close again. And God just started restoring all those friendships that I thought I had lost and had no way to get back. And it was just really awesome to see God do that. And then one other thing that happened while we were there that I thought was pretty cool was um, one of the girls, the girl that was braiding my hair in the video, she's my kid, I guess. Her name's Jade, and she's eight. And so I never knew if she knew my name for the first couple days because you know, they didn't ever say it, so I was like, maybe they don't know my name, and so one day they had chalk out, and all the kids were drawing and stuff, and she pulled me aside, and she got a piece of chalk, and she starts drawing this flower, and it was so pretty, and uh, I, I grab a piece of chalk and write her name, and I'm thinking, maybe she'll maybe she'll write my name too, but I don't know, so I'm just standing there, and she grabs a piece of chalk and writes my name, and I'm just going, she she knows my name, and God said, This is me taking you into that secret place and showing you, drawing a picture of my heart and what it looks like, and this is my heart, and I know your name, I know who you are, and I've created you, and that's just kind of what he showed me through this eight-year-old kid, you know, it's just awesome. So, that's it.
0: Come on, Allie. This is Allie Jones. Do you need this?
3: I can't do this by memory. I had to write it down. Okay. Um, is this the right paper? Yes. Okay. So this was my fourth year going to um, the orphanage, and just like Micaiah said, it feels like you never left. Like you continue relationships with kids that you started previous years, and then you also form new ones, and it like it basically picks up right where you left off, and. Um, Also, to touch off what Gabby said, I remember getting out of the van, and after we put all of our stuff in our rooms, I walk over to the girls because I don't want to waste any uh, time I have with the kids. So I just walked over to the girls, and I heard a few of them, like, yelling my name. And just the fact that they remember who you are, it means the world to you because you don't know. You go in there thinking, what if they don't remember me? What if what I did the past years they don't remember or they don't really care? But when you hear them calling your name, it just, it's so exciting and it like lifts your spirit and it makes you want to be there even more because it shows how much love they have for you and they love you just as much as we love them. Um, going into this year, I knew it was going to be a little bit different because every year is different, but in the back of my head, I was just kind of thinking that it was going to be the same old routine and that. You know, like, I would experience God for a little while, but then it would just kind of fade off. But I was completely wrong, and God had a different plan for my life. Um, First, I want to talk about the kids. I can't even put into words how amazing the kids are. Just, um, I knew a little bit more Spanish this year than I knew last year. Last year, I couldn't communicate at all. And this year, I got to talk to them some more and, like, hear, like, from their hearts what was going on in their lives and, like, what, like, actually communicate with them, and even though you don't know their language, you can still communicate with them so easily, because their hearts are just so open, and they're so free, and they're so easy to love, and they love very quickly and deeply, and they're all so joyful, too, Um, but the thing that really stuck out to me was they don't care about the gifts we give them. They don't care about the things we do with them. They just want to spend time with us, and I feel like that's the kind of relationship with God that we should have. We shouldn't be like, hey, God, can you give me this? We should be like, I just want to be with you, and I just want to love you, and I want you to love me too. And um, all the extra stuff that we have in our lives they don't have, which is a big wake-up call because they're so content with what they have, and they're just so joyful. Um, Also, hold on. Our work that we did, the work was fairly it wasn't too difficult I mean I didn't do any like man work we just painted the new school building (laughs) that they built (laughs) I didn't like shovel the rocks like the guys do which I want to thank them for that because that's a really hard job and I couldn't do that but um, we painted the new school building that they built which was just such a blessing because last year when I went they didn't even have that building and when we came back this year there was like a whole other building and it's like so nice and I'm just really honored that I was able to be a part of that. But also, we had so much chemistry in the group. I was really worried about there being, like, cliques with girls or just, you know, like, anything going on between the group. But there was so much chemistry within our group, and everybody loved on one another, and everybody helped each other. And anytime somebody asked somebody to do a favor, there was, like, no hesitation. It was just sure, and they dropped what they were doing, and they went and did it. And there was no complaining either, which was a big thing. Um, And also there were a lot of friendships renewed, like in my life and in other people's lives. And they were also strengthened. And I also made a lot of new friends that I didn't really have friendships with. But um, I guess what I learned, I've always struggled with feeling important and... I felt like my opinion didn't really matter in situations and I wouldn't speak up. But I've realized that that's a huge lie from the enemy. And I would just kinda like let people walk all over me. And they didn't know it because I wouldn't speak up and they were just used to me you know, doing or just being so willing to do what they wanted. But now God has really revealed to me uh, that I do matter and I found my confidence in God and if no one else will listen, I'm 100% positive that my daddy in heaven will listen to me. And he'll make sure. <laughs> he'll make sure I'm taken care of. And there's also one more thing. I was debating on whether I should say this, but I guess I will. Um, for those of you that don't know, my parents are divorced. And they have been so since I was little. <laughs> Sorry. And it didn't really hit me until a few years ago how much different my life was from the kids who had their parents together, and I didn't know why he chose me to live that kind of life, and I've always felt like I've lived three lives because my mom lives in Hendersonville my dad lives in Franklin and my church is here, and um, there were times where I just wanted to leave the church, and there were times where I didn't want to go back to Hendersonville, and Um, I've realized that God doesn't give you things that you can't handle, and he'll always provide a way to help you through them, and he'll walk you through it if you let him. And it's kind of like what Romans 8, 28 says, that all things work together for good for those who love God. And I've been blessed with amazing step-parents and step-siblings, but they don't seem like step-anything. It just feels like my family. And now I'm no, I know I'm not, like, triply cursed. I'm triply blessed. <laughs> and I've also realized that I don't live three lives. I live one, and it's in God. And it's the same God who has been there for me all through my life, and he's still here, and he's also looking out for me. And I know I can just lean on him and trust him, and yeah, that's what I learned this year. So.
0: That was awesome. This is Jordan Boom. Hey,
4: everybody. Um, the first thing I want to tell you guys is like, if you guys have like a really stressful life. You should definitely go on a mission trip because you cut off like all lines of communication when you're in another country unless you get like the phone plan or whatever. but for real, go on a mission trip, like don't get the phone plan and just like you'll have the best time ever. okay, so um, where to begin? So uh, I prayed a lot like before going on this trip, like the first week or when we did like the fasting and stuff. Um, I was like, wait, I can't, I I gave up, like, most of, like, my phone apps and everything, so I could just, because I look at my phone, I play with my phone all the time. So I spent that time, like, using, like, my Bible app and stuff, and uh, I just was able to pray a lot for the trip, and uh, that was really good. Um, The first night, I don't know, it's just, like, I was just going through so much, like, stressful stuff with, like, school, and um, it's just, like, God was just, like, directing me, like, immediately to Romans 6. I mean, I was just kind of playing through, like, flipping through my Bible, And I was just praying, show me like this. And he showed it to me immediately in Romans 6. And it was mostly about like putting your life to death and like being reborn like through Christ. And um, I still felt like I have never like fully like died um, to be like reborn in Christ. So that was on my heart. And um, the second night, uh, it was was a really awesome like worship night. And I was just like, I was thinking about um, like, I haven't had, like, really, like, my dad, my relationship with my dad's, like, not really good, and um, I don't know, it's, like, my whole life I've been, like, striving for perfection to, like, seek approval of others, and uh, in that moment, I was just thinking about, like, dads, and, like, oh I was, like, I wish I had, like, a good dad and all this stuff, and thinking about, like, oh, this person has this dad, and this person's dad's so good, and um, in that moment, like, and it was, like, during worship, and God was just, like, you know, you have me, you know, you have the best, like, dad of all like, I'm your dad, and all this stuff, and then, um, and then, uh, Stephanie started prophesizing, and she started talking about, like, she's like, I just feel like you guys need to know that, um, God's your daddy, and all this stuff, and, um, it was just everything she said was what God told me, like, a minute before she started saying it, and, uh, what was really cool after that is she prophesied over this kid who was like, I feel like I'm supposed to talk to you. And she's praying over this guy and, like, prophesying, like, saying, what, like, God words. And then, like, I was talking to his sister later, and she was like, that was so cool that what that girl did. She's like, my brother's adopted and all this stuff. And we were just like, oh, my God, like, this is so awesome. And uh, <laughs> it's just amazing. Like, I love you, Stephanie. It's just amazing how just, like, you're so in tune with your spirit. And it's just, like, a motivation, like, for all, well, Um, let me try and like calm myself down. Next page. Um, so I prayed with Stephanie about some stuff and she was talking about how I really z- just needed to trust God and let him be my dad, um, be my God daddy. And, um uh, this song that you guys were like, you guys play all the time and I love it. And it's the one by, um, the Holy Spirit song by, um, Brian and Katie. And it says, uh, this part is actually i didn 't even realize these words till uh, Wednesday at worship night, and it said i've uh, tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone, and that's what God did for me on that trip like he just um like his love <laughs> it's like my heart was set free, and my shame was like completely undone, like he doesn't want you to live a life where you feel guilty and like depressed every day um, (sighs) sorry, um, but that's really, yeah, that's how I felt, you know, about this whole trip, you know, I was carrying this weight, and that night, like, that second night during the worship and everything, it was all just lifted off, and I just felt so good the rest of the trip, and I was able to lead, and, um, lead the girls and form relationships that, um, are gonna last forever, um, one other quick God moment there, sorry, (gasps) <gasps> okay, uh, there's this moment where we were in a painting and stuff, and I was I was like in charge of all this blue oil-based paint. That was terrible, Alan. He's like, Jordan, paint the blue. So I'm like painting this thing blue, this huge metal thing. And then uh, it was like, it was near the end, so everyone was starting to like go clean up and stuff. And I was like, I got to finish this like part. And uh, Shelby was there with me, and she had the peach paint because I kept spilling the blue paint, and it was like falling on the peach wall that was already finished. So she was over there like touching up like the peach paint and like uh, I, God gave me like a metaphor for it because I was making this mess and I was like, just, uh, Shelby's being my Jesus right now and she's cleaning up my mess. And, uh, and God showed me that like later that night in my quiet time, he showed me that moment again and I was just like, he was like, that's really what I'm doing for you even though I made a joke about it. He's, my whole life he's just been there, like I'm making mistakes and then he's touching up that paint right there and, and at first, you know, you the first coat is not going to do it. It's not going to do it. So second time around, it was gone. So it's like my sin and all the stuff was just completely gone with that second coat of paint. Paint. So I just want to uh, wrap this up by saying that, uh, like, for Ronnie, like this whole Holy Spirit thing has just been amazing. Like this whole year, um, like the Spirit's been moving in this church. It was moving in Mexico, and it's going to be moving in Kenya. God bless.
0: On Friday night, this man is going to lose his hair and his beard, and you don't want to miss it. And it's a benefit for Kurt, so be here. But please welcome Garrett Taylor right now.
5: Wilson has gone missing, so have you seen him? Um, I really didn't really know what to expect on this trip. Um, February, I went to the Dominican, and uh, that was my first mission trip. And so I was like, well, it's probably not going to be like that, but that still kind of raised the bar on what I was expecting. And um, I was a little nervous about the kids because I don't really do well with babies because of my beard. They don't like it. And I, and I like babies, but I've never been able to hold any because they cry. And um, so uh, we get there the first, like, two days. I, I'm more connected with the other group first, I guess. Um, and then uh, I went out to play with the kids because I'm like, this is what we're here for. I need to play with the kids. And the first little baby I go to, um, Jordan's playing with him, Jordan uh, Schaefer. And uh, he's playing with a little ball, and they're throwing it back and forth. And then I'm like, and he, he just goes and runs to Jordan, and I'm like, crap, I want to, but I was just feeling really disconnected from the kids, and um, one day after uh, dinner, I think, um, that's when we normally would go play with the kids, I was, I guess, one of the first ones out there, and they have this little, they have a basketball court, that's kind of a soccer court, too, and then they have a little tree house-like thing, and um, I'm walking by it, and just out of my, out of the side of my ear, I hear a little boy say, hola. And that, that just touched me. And I was going to keep walking. And I was like, it was like this little boy about that tall. And I was just like, how are you? And he's like, I'm good. And just his voice was like so sweet to my ear. And I was like, you want to go play soccer? And he was like, yeah. And so just for the rest of the week, I connected with him. And um, I didn't really feel like I was going to miss it that much because I really cared about the kids in Dominican. That's where I feel led to go back to. And um, the last night, he just came up to me and just hugged me and then jumped into my arms and I, was, I couldn't help but cry. I was like, what is what is this? But um, <laughs> So now he's my, my phone screensaver and I see it every day and it's awesome. <laughs> and also this trip was really, um, I guess God showed me it's time to grow up. Uh, I turned 20 and that was cool. Um, got kissed by 20 girls on the face, whatever. No big deal. I really got to connect with um, a good friend now, Cheyenne White. He's awesome. Uh, and we were just talking one night, and it just, yeah, the whole uh, it's time to grow up thing really was a strong point in that. So, yeah, it's time to do that. Um, and then also, it was a trust thing, it was, was a big thing for me to learn. Because uh, I had been having a stomach issue all week. And uh, just one night I was laying there worshiping, and I had my hand on my stomach because it was killing me. And I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. And then I just laid there, and then God pulled my hand off my stomach. I didn't do it. It was weird. And he laid it on the floor, and he was like, you just worship, and I'll take care of it. And then the next day it was gone, and I felt great the rest of the week. And uh, also it was... um, Like when we were doing work, it was for me to, uh, it was a good lesson for me to like be more quiet and uh, submit because all the work that we did, I've done pretty much all of that my whole life with my dad, but no one knew that, so I would just stay quiet because when people would tell me how to do things, I wanted to be like, I already know how to do this, let me do it, but I didn't, I was just like, all right, I'll listen to you and do it. And so that really, that really taught me to learn how to be quiet sometimes and not speak up, because that really speaks louder sometimes than saying things. Um, so, um, yeah, that's about it.
0: You. Thanks, Garrett. God God really moved. It was really amazing. If, if you get a chance to speak to any of the others that went on the trip, uh, if you can't tell, it was a fantastic trip. I mean, the Spirit was alive and active, you know, all throughout. There were supernatural things that happened, uh, amazing things that happened. But the thing that, that God's, like, bringing up in my spirit right now is, is the relationship behind it all. And how there's nothing that changes a life like a relationship. Like, there's nothing that can change you like a relationship. And, you know... For most of us, it's more about like an experience. Like if we had an incredible experience in here uh, and, you know, people were all over the floors and you should have seen it, man. Like it was was amazing. Or I went on this missions trip and, you know, God parted the Red Sea and, you know, it was like the greatest experience. Well, let's do that again. That's like, that's how we think. But if we look at our, if we look at our Savior, it wasn't like when Jesus fed the 5,000, he was like, see if tomorrow we can do 6,000. No, it was, I'm going to go spend some time with my dad, and then I'm going to spend some time with you, with you guys, you 12, whoever will follow me, whoever will keep going. I want to challenge you guys, like as a church, as a body, like good, good experiences happen when you have good relationships. i say that again. Good experiences happen when you have good relationships. Like, you can get in on an accidental one from time to time, but... If you, if, you want, if you want a life filled with good experience, it's good relationships. And the core, the foundation, the 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 everything is what Ali's saying is, you know, what actually all of them are saying is, is your relationship with the Lord. And the more that you put your your life into his hands and say, I want to have a relationship with you, God, what is it that you want me to do or say? And for some some people it's like when Micaiah is like, I want to take a nap, and God said, No. Go stare at grass. I'm going to speak to you. You know, that's <laughs> true. For others, it could, be, it could be, go forgive that person that, that hurt you. Uh, I had a really humbling thing that happened to me on the trip. I was, I was pastoring in anger for a couple days, and I don't have time to tell you the story, but I'll tell you the story if you come ask me. But I, I apologized to the whole group. And when I did, like that reconnected me in a huge way with God because I was listening to him because I was willing to be humble. I don't want just an experience. I want a relationship. And I want that for everybody. I'm so proud of all of our teens that got to go. I'm so proud of every teen that's been in the past. And I'm especially thankful for the ones that have been in the past and got to reconnect and keep those relationships going and see what God's doing there and also what He's going to continue to do in their own life. And I want to challenge you, if you feel like you're in a place where, where you want more of God, but you don't know what it is that you need to do, it's relationship. Like it's relationship. Your relationship with him has to grow. And you can do that all around. It's awesome. It was really awesome. We only got to touch on it for a second, and I only have a second, but man, the girls a couple a couple times like had like a princess throne. And someone would sit in it, and all of them would just encourage that person. But that built relationships. I mean, it also glorified God, but it built relationships. And we're called to be light in the world. The world's lonely. But God's bringing rain. (laughs) Because He wants to grow. No, just hear me out. He wants to grow us. He wants to grow new life. You can't do that on your own. You need rain. You need sunshine. You need miracle grow. I don't know what else you need because I'm not a very good grower. But I do know that, that in our hearts, like we crave relationship. And it's the saddest thing when we don't take steps to seek him and to do what he says. Faith without deeds is dead. So take a step of faith. Like if you've been listening to them, like take a step of faith, whether it means, like Jordan said, like go on a missions trip or whether it means, you know, call somebody that you haven't called in a long time or open your heart to trust. Like those are all steps of faith, but they're all they're all things that are just necessary for new life. If I could get uh, the people who who played the music to come on up, and if you're an elder or staff or part of my trip, uh, if you guys could come down. Uh, any, anybody that, that, that this has touched, whether it was one of the, the pieces of the testimony or even, I mean, geez, God touched me during the worship. You know, like if, if, if he's touching you, connect down here. Like connect with somebody. It's awesome. Like a lot of the huge things that God did on this trip happened because somebody said, I have a word I have a word for you. Like, I think God's saying, you know, this. New life. New life happened because of that. Over and over and over and over. And if you need new life, if you want some new life, come connect. Come pray with, with somebody down here about taking a step of faith, about, about just strengthening and encouraging your relationship in the Lord. Uh, And if not, if you're not feeling that in your heart, that's fine. Uh, But pray for for all your brothers and sisters that are around you. Pray pray for the hearts that are around you. Because there are too many that just don't know how to break free and need to be able to take a step towards God, a step into His arms. I mean, you you can hear it and know it your whole life without actually ever doing it. kind of crazy, but it's also the reality. Wow, there's a lot of you guys. If you want to be mobbed, um, go over here. Seriously, they, uh, they know how to pray, and they know how to love, uh, but just just look, just look and see, uh, and, and come and connect. If you guys will stand, we're going to sing a song.
6: treasure Lord you are my friend and king anointed one
0: most holy I love you guys I want to encourage you to let God move like in your in your every day the best. If you'll, uh, if you'll raise your hands and receive a blessing. Lord, I pray that, that you would uh, you'd pursue our hearts passionately and that we would recognize you. And not only that, I pray that we would open our hearts to you, open our hearts to receive what it is that, that you have for us, Lord. And, uh, and let us shine your light back out into the world, God. Uh, we want to we reflect more of you and be more like you in all that we are. In Jesus' name. Amen.